0: Good, where's the Smart Marks at? They're there, talk to them. Good, can I? Yeah, I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? Um, um, Absolutely, ask your friends over here. Alright, fuck you. (laughs) The New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. That's the difference between you and I. For me, this is about passion, and for you, this is about fame. And nobody will ever remember you. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. Yeah, that works in Hollywood. That works in the movies. But this isn't the movies. This is real life. And in real life, I am the real hero. You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, back to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. And yes, that's right. Order has been restored. Your champion, the Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman, has once again claimed the Super Smart Brothers title. And I'm joined alongside my tag team partner and eternal rival, Joshian, the New Jersey Kid. How you doing?
1: I'm doing good. Uh, it was my gift Christmas gift to you.
0: Ah, Purposely. oh, I see. I see. Just uh, laying down for the old finger poke of doom.
1: Yeah. So the podcast will end in about a year then.
0: Uh. <laughs> yeah. After our uh, ratings go through the toilet and all of our contracts go crazy, we just rob the whole thing blind. We're going to bankrupt the podcast. (laughs) Uh, But no, you know what, in in more serious comparisons to uh, WCW, what do you think of this first year of AEW and its booking being controlled by its top stars?
1: Uh, I think it's good so far but they definitely have some work to do. Um, I think their biggest things are still and will always be uh, any of these new guys that you bring in, don't mm-hmm. expect the casual audience to know. Like, for example, The Butcher and the Blade. Um, it took me searching on the internet to realize who the guys were. Uh, yep. And like I'm even a fan of Andy Williams. or yeah, Is it Andy Williams? The guy from Every Time I Die uh, in that tag team. Like, I'm a fan of that band, and it still took me a second to be like, oh, shit, yeah, it's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, I think they absolutely need to work on the women's division more. I think those are their two keys that will increase their success in 2020, mm-hmm. but are off to a good start so far.
0: Yeah, I would agree. It's definitely, like, overall a, a strong start. You yeah, 2019 was a good first year for them, and I definitely agree. There's definitely a lot of room. Improvement and, uh, yeah, like, like you mentioned with Butchering the Blade, one of the other things I was keep thinking about, like, as far as their introduction that they should have done, I think, was because they were talking about, like, the whole, oh, we want to come in and cut off the head of the snake sort of thing mm-hmm. to, like, establish our spot. Well, if they're a tag team, then why didn't they go after the top tag team? Like, they should have gone after, like, SCU or somebody, right? Like, yeah. they shouldn't just go after Cody for some reason. Like, they should like,
1: too much at one
0: point yeah it was like it, it i feel like it diluted their purpose and then it also gave like it feels like cody has way too many rivals at this point um yeah like who
1: is he not feuding with that, that list is shorter right. than who he is feuding
0: with. right well especially too because then like on top of that like okay so then he teams up with darby allen the one week to beat these guys and then now he's already getting a rematch i think next week with darby allen so it's like he's still kind of feuding with darby allen too so it's like he's feuding with MJF, he's feuding with Jericho still kind of, right? And the Inner Circle. He's feuding yes. with Wardlow, he's feuding with Butcher the Blade and the Bunny, and he's feuding with Darby Allen. Like, how many more fucking feuds can this guy have right now? <laughs> and, yeah, so I feel like they just need to be a little bit more intentional about restructuring some of their feuds. And, like, a couple other things that I felt like were off with, like, uh, like I feel like Jungle Jack, Perry... Had a little too much offense there with, like, Jericho. They made that way too competitive. And I also thought it was a little bit too, like, on the nose for them to actually put a 10-minute cli- like ten minute timer on the clock and that actually the match was technically a can-you-last-10-minutes instead of... I feel like it just should have been, like, oh, okay, you're just going to have a match. And then it's built into the story from before when Jack was saying, like, oh, okay you know, I could last with you, and then Jericho's like, you couldn't last 10 minutes, and he's like, well, yeah, I definitely can. So that then you could build it into the booking of the match, right, that Jack Perry still loses, but that he lasts at least 10 minutes or something. Yes. And I feel like he definitely just should have been, like, ass-handed more than he did. Like, it was too even back and forth, like, too many hope spots. Because I feel like it, it, it hurts both guys in that it makes Jericho look weaker, right? Yeah. And then it makes... Jungle Jack, it actually gives him less room for improvement, which is something you actually want to have a lot of for him being such a young babyface. Yes, because he's...
1: Like, everyone... I think... uh, I'm gonna say me, actually, thought Mm -hmm. he was gonna be the breakout star of the promotion. And then, Mm -hmm. um... Oh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Darby Allen? Darby Darby Allen, Allen? yes. Yes. Darby Mm -hmm. Allen, uh... Was, like, I would say one of the, the I would say he's probably the breakout star of AEW. Because mm-hmm. NJF, I think people already knew he was talented. And then AEW just yeah, gave him true. the stage. People didn't really know about Darby Allin too much, I would say. And so, yeah, I would give it to Darby Allin. And uh, so I think your strategy with Jungle Jack should be keep him low for a while and build him up.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think especially, too, since he's already got uh, such a good tag team thing going with Luchasaurus, like, I think primarily build him in the tag division right now. Like, not that he can't have singles matches ever, but just as far as, like, where you're primarily building him, I think that'd be the way to go. Yeah, it feels like
1: the, the past, what, two title defenses of Jericho have been against guys out of a tag team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, Jack wasn't like really a title guy. defense, but Scorpio Sky before that, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, the way they were almost treating with the Jack thing, i, I cut because he was talking about defending the title, right? Like, that was the original thing with the lexicon. Yeah. And then he eventually set up the match with Jungle Boy. So it was like, oh, okay, well, is this kind of... Like, it wasn't really a title match, but it kind of felt like one of those... It's a very important singles match that's almost on par with a title match. Mm-hmm. Like, this is supposed to be very important. And I felt like it would have been... Like, this would have been especially... I'm still glad that obviously, like, Jungle Boy didn't win or anything. like That would have been outrageously stupid. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, I feel like it just would have been better as far as, they could have set it up even more so for some really long-term storytelling. Because then, you know, a couple years down the line, you know, maybe then finally Jungle Boy does get that win over Jericho. And it would have been even better if it had been even more lopsided the other way this time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, also I agree too, as far as like with AEW, a couple other minor missteps, like with their women's division. I think to, I think that's like probably the good. whole number one contender situation with that division has been very fucky. <laughs> it's just whoever wins the last match right. is basically the number one contender. Yeah. And then the whole Chris Statlander thing like that. I don't know if that was originally part of the plan as far as them having to reschedule this shit or if they genuinely fucking overlooked the fact that she was double booked. And then had the restructure, like, that's kind of like, ugh.
1: Someone fucked up there.
0: Yeah. Because I'm all
1: about, like, so many people were giving AEW crap for that, and their criticism was that they should have not let her go do that uh, booking. And I was like, no, because even Vince McMahon lets guys go finish out their bookings before they come to his, like, uh, organization. So I was like, Mm -hmm. that's totally fine. I was like, that's on someone to go, okay, what are your remaining bookings before we have you? Mm-hmm. And figure out a schedule from there.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I, I think actually the way that they have handled this on the post end, like in this, like <laughs> I think it's actually pretty fine that it's like, all right, we're just gonna put together a different title defense, and then she'll just get her a match later. Like, yeah, okay, that's a pretty good way to handle it. But just the fact is, just that it's like, how did you guys fucking miss this in the first hand? Like, this seems yeah. pretty basic as far as just not letting people get double booked. As far as like, especially because like, this doesn't seem like it was should have been coming out of nowhere. Like, this should have been something that was planned, right? Yeah. And she would have known ahead of time as far as, like, okay, well, if I win this match, then I'm going to have to be here. Like, so just... I think these yeah, are kind it's... of more rookie mistakes that hopefully will get, you know, cut out as time goes on. And, you know, the other thing, too, as far as, like, so many people criticizing AEW the way they do, it's, like, it's still such a young promotion. It's still its first year. Like, yeah. they have so much time to learn these lessons early, and to move on, mm-hmm. so I think I think that's kind of my biggest hope for 2020 is just to see how much they continue to evolve and learn from what they've seen from their first year.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, one of the biggest strengths you have to give them is that yes, more recently NXT has overtaken them in the overall uh, ratings, mm-hmm. but I um, I think it was wasn't until this very last show where they went head to head that. NXT finally won the 18 to 29 demo or something like that Um, for the first time since they've started going head to head. So you have to give them that, that like they've held their own in the ratings, Mm -hmm. even if they haven't won the overall.
0: Yeah. I mean, and definitely, especially even with that week too, like this most recent kind of week where they went head to head, like NXT definitely, I think, more intelligently put together the better show. That week, and even advertising it ahead of time, because you had uh, both Finn Balor versus Adam Cole and the uh, Shayna Baszler versus Rhea Ripley match advertised. So, like, that's a yeah. big card. Yeah. Like, that's an exciting card. Whereas, we, you know, AEW didn't have anything on that level.
1: Yeah, they had the Jungle boy Jericho match. Right, and, which is uh, not
0: even a title match. So then it was like, yeah. okay, well, zero title matches versus two. Hmm. I think if I'm on the fence, I'm going to be watching NXT. <laughs>
1: and I'm hoping AEW learns from that night that, like, NXT killed them with a great women's match. Like, that's what put mm-hmm. NXT over the edge. Like, that ending shot of Rhea Ripley being held up by all those, like, fans and wrestlers in the ring and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yes, you can have a very dominant uh, women's division. And like, AEW's biggest problem is that, like, one, they don't build up with the women, and two, like, where has their
0: champion been? Like, where's Rhea? like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well. It, it's an interesting problem, right? Because part of the problem, too, is like, so I, I was saying about, like, this is their first year, but really, it's only been their first couple of months, because their TV started in October. Yes. So, really, like, they're still kind of very much in their first year, even for the most of 2020, and I think they're, they're trying to do so many things, and they only have so much time. Mm-hmm. And I, I, admittedly, I have not watched, I think, even a single episode of Dark. So I don't know how much they do as far as like trying to get people over on there, but at the same time, it's kind of like, how much does that count because it's dark?
1: Yeah, right. but like apparently they've pulled some stuff. Like like the the announcers are like uh, it's mainly. Uh, man, I'm really bad at names this morning. <laughs> this is what happens when I don't drink my full coffee uh, before we uh, name
0: for announcers? Yeah, uh, Jr. Excalibur.
1: Excalibur. He's he's the only one that'll talk about it, but he he mentions Dark. And he will say, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, this thing happened on Dark. And, like, but, like, they don't promote it. Like, if that's their promotion, it's a really weak promotion mm-hmm. of the accelerator just mentioning, like, something on Dark. Whereas, like, they should be like, hey, if you want more of this great action, go to our YouTube show, like, AEW Dark. But there's there's mm-hmm. none of that on the actual show.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Because that, that's the other question I, I have, I think, as far as, like, what is their strategy for Dark? Like, is Dark supposed to be, like, extra semi-essential viewing? Does important stuff happen there? Or is it just extra matches for people to just kind of have fun and watch? Kind of like how Superstars was uh, for WWE.
1: I think it's mainly supposed to be Superstars, but I haven't watched enough of it. I've just called, I would, like, yeah. I, I listen, I, like, hear about, like, uh, oh, this great match happened. Like, uh... Mm-hmm. I think it was Omega and uh, Joey Janela had, like, their match on there first. And so, like, I went and watched that one.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be... You know, I should probably check that out a little bit more in this coming year to see more so for what it what it is, just so I can understand. It's part in the AEW puzzle. Um, but as far as, like, I, I do like that... It, it there, I feel like there are a lot of things that even though they're still kind of having issues as far as fitting together, as far as like where certain storylines are going, it still at least feels to me like they do have some very long-term storyline plans. Like, so Mm -hmm. for example, as far as like the MJF betrayal and then setting up for like Cody to, you know, quote unquote, never be able to challenge for the title again. Like that stinks to me of a long-term plan. Yes. And I like that. You know? And then the, having, like, you know, Jericho as the champion, but then, like, they they keep doing, like, a really good job of, like, keeping Omega away from him. Like, that, to me, stinks of long-term planning. Yes. You know, they're not just desperate of, like, oh, man, like, crap, NXT beat us in the ratings. You know what we need to do? We need to, like, throw Omega and Jericho at each other just to hotshot this and figure it out. It's like, well, they haven't done that yet. You know, it seems yes, like they still whereas, have some sort of long-term plans that they're working towards.
1: Whereas NXT has done that.
0: Yeah. And I think, at, 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 to an extent, NXT has a little bit more of the luxury to be able to do that because like they've been a little bit longer running. Their audience knows a little bit more of who some of their superstars are. So mm-hmm. you can, I think, take time uh, every once in a while. like If you need a hot shot, a match, or a feud, you can kind of do that, and people understand there's enough still going on in the background that they're not completely spent yet. Whereas AEW is still so much in the early stages that they're kind of laying a lot of the groundwork for what's to come. Mm, And I I think they they almost can't do that yet. Or at least not nearly as much as NXT can. No, you're right. But, I mean, that also, I think, I mean, not to, you know, um, to completely switch categories, but, like, that that speaks to the strengths of NXT, I think, though. That, like, that brand has been so well put together that it's been able to withstand so many changes, you know, going from tapes to live, going from one hours to two hours, going from, you know, having just their kind of isolated roster to then now having a couple of people from the main roster who've come over a couple of people from the UK who have come over and then having to now deal with head to head against AEW. Like that is a lot of change for NXT. We'll even go back
1: to the original NXT where it was mm. that reality type show with the coaches oh, gone, and stuff yeah.
0: like that. <laughs> old old NXT. <laughs> OG NXT. Yeah, that's true. That is OG NXT. Yeah, back when it was trying to be um, uh, like tough enough, essentially.
1: Yeah,
0: it was just the new tough enough. Yep. And then I'm trying to remember as far as timeline. Didn't they end up going back and doing another season of tough enough after NXT? And then Once NXT, NXT NXT's... was something.
1: NXT switched back over. Um, yeah, once NXT switched back over to like what we know it as now, yeah, mm. they did knew tough enough. That's
0: right. And nobody from there ever got hired in WWE <laughs> in that season. But, but yeah, no, NXT is a, a strong brand. And like you said, too, as far as the women's division, I think NXT probably has arguably the strongest uh, women's division. In wrestling right now at least as far as like on tv main brands that people know of yeah i mean unless you can uh, name a competitor
1: not that i can think of
0: but yeah nxt is solid and it's honestly it's it's honestly we're the fans are still the ones that just continue to benefit the most from this whole wednesday night war situation yeah, because NXT and AEW, they keep having to do their best just to try and get our attention.
1: hmm I will say, the, I guess it, it can be a good thing, though, just, like, so much uh, for the fans that it's, like, too much, right? <laughs> There's so mm-hmm. much wrestling on right now.
0: True. But then, I, you know, it's, it, I guess then it's just up to you as far as, like, do you want to just continue to consume more, or are you going to be a little bit more choosy as far as like what you watch and what you don't watch
1: i think it's definitely gonna be you're gonna be more choosy
0: yeah and that's i mean that's kind of what i've had to do because like between watching new japan watching aw and watching nxt like that's pretty much it for me like i i really don't watch raw or smackdown almost at all anymore like i still read the results and i'll occasionally seek out a clip or two if something seemed interesting but like it's uh it's pretty bad, and it's been bad for a while, and I just don't care. So I just don't watch it anymore. Uh, where, where are you out with Raw and SmackDown these days?
1: Uh, I DVR them and then skip through them.
0: Yeah, I mean, so at, at this point currently on uh, Raw or SmackDown, are there any storylines or feuds, matches that uh, interest you? Hmm.
1: The uh, so biggest thing a- right now that interests me, uh, but it so it wasn't built up on TV. It happened at the uh, Madison Square in Housha, and house show I've heard, but Andrade won the U.S. title.
0: Yeah, that's true. Andrade got the title off of Ray, right?
1: So, so yeah, so now that's interesting me. Um, I know I'd say anything with the Bray Wyatt Daniel Bryan stuff going on.
0: See, I'm, I'm more intrigued by the return of Daniel Bryan than I am with The Fiend right now. Because I feel like I'm starting to continue to see through more of the pattern with Bray Wyatt, right? Like, where it's like, there's so much interesting hype, but then whenever you get to the actual match, it always fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of like, you know, I don't want to let myself believe that this will be interesting. Because I know it'll suck in the end. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it has Bray Wyatt, and it's like... Man, he is like one of the greatest con artists in modern wrestling, as far as being able to you know be interesting before the bell and then just totally suck afterwards. And it was actually kind of like an amazing, uh, really bad combination that they put Wyatt and Miz together in that combination because they're both like that. And that they're both like better at selling a story than they are at ever having a match. <laughs> and so they just had a absolute shitstorm of a match. At least it was quick. Like, I'll give them that.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, as it kind of had to be. If it was longer, it would have been god awful.
0: I mean, it was it was bad enough as it was. But that's yeah. what I'm saying, it would it was worse? right like, yep. See, so yeah, I yeah. Uh, I'm excited for Dan O'Brien, I think. Uh, But, man, poor Rusev. What the fuck's going on with Rusev? He just straight-up lost to Lashley, and now he's, like, a happy-go-lucky guy? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, is Rusev just a complete comedy character at this point? Pretty much. I mean,
1: to be fair, his logic does make sense, right? Like, didn't want to be at this at one point he was just like i don't want to be with my wife anymore so they got a divorce and now like his wife is still like coming after him and stuff and he's like look like we got divorced i'm done i'm good to go
0: well but like you know what would have made sense it's like okay if he had actually been at that point where he's like look i don't want to deal with lana anymore whatever you go be with bobby lashley i don't care then why did he want the match at tlc why did he want the fucking tables match Because he said it was because he wanted to beat up Bobby Lashley. And then he gets his ass kicked.
1: And then then now he doesn't
0: care anymore. Now he's just like, whatever. I guess I'm a fucking loser.
1: He's the new John Cena.
0: No. No.
1: (laughs) Where he loses and he's just like, it's okay, guys. It's okay.
0: Well, but that's because John Cena wouldn't ever actually lose. Whenever he would quote-unquote lose and then say it was okay, it was because, like, right, like, somebody, uh like, DQ'd him or, like, count out or, like, the match didn't even happen because, you know, who knows what the fuck WWE was snorting that week. Like, man, Rusev is so fucked. He needs to leave. I mean, unless he just wants to be a comedy character and get a paycheck, which, in which case, you know, fuck it, I guess, do what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if if he's one of, if he's like any of those other wrestlers who in the last couple years here who have been like you know what I actually want to have some creative control over my character and like wrestle in matches and tell stories that I care about instead of just being Vince McMahon's bitch. Uh, <laughs> then Rusev, you are in the prime spot. You need to get the fuck out because you're done, dude. I mean, Rusev was kind of already done before, but this is it. This was the end. For Rusev in WWE.
1: Uh, I mean, unless he can make this comedy character work.
0: Well, no, because how far do comedy characters go in WWE?
1: Not far, but at least could give him something to do before they turn him back to Brute Rusev.
0: I don't even know if they're going to turn him back into Brute Rusev. I think this is the final form. I, yeah. I think he's done. This is This is them putting him in the trash. He, I, he, I think he's up, the new Big Sh- big Show. He straight up back and forth. got... No, because Big Show never lost at every single turn in a storyline involving him being a cuck. They've never done this uh, to no. anybody. No, he had that really
1: bad... Remember when um, he was broke or something like that, so he had to do anything Steph <laughs> and Triple H said? And they made him cry?
0: That's at least like way more relatable because like okay if, if you are being terrorized by your boss and you have this emotional situation where now you have to sign that contract because you need the money okay that's a shitty situation and it's fucking manipulative and big show showed vulnerability but then he signed the contract he did the work he got the money in the end he's not a complete fucking loser Rusev had his fucking wife be like you know what you're too much of a sex addict I don't want to be with you anymore. So I'm going to go hook up with this other guy, Bobby Lashley. And then Rusev's like, "Uh, Well, at first I'm mad, but then now after a little while, for some reason I'm not going to be mad about it anymore. I'm just going to be like, fine, you go do what you want. But for some reason, I still hold a grudge against the guy that you want to be with now. So I want to fight him for me. Then, loses... And he's like, ah, whatever. It's Rusev Day, I guess. I'm just gonna go dance with (laughs) random-ass people. Uh, because what the fuck else do I have left in my life, or in my character anymore?
1: Sex, he's just gonna go have sex more.
0: You know what? If Rusev starts having orgies with the conga line, maybe. Maybe that can help. (laughs) Have him, like, come out of his
1: dressing room in, like, a Hugh Hefner room, (laughs)
0: like... Oh, you know what? What if what if this is also how Liv Morgan returns? Mmm. She's a uh, yeah. You know, she comes out as Rusev's new side piece. Because she she's getting a makeover, like, so. Yes, yeah, so that he's like, hey, look, Lana. I traded you in for a younger one. <laughs> like I, I just put you in a time machine, made you ten years younger, and then he just proceeds to have sex with her on stage a la edge (laughs) that that would be the way for rusev to reclaim his manhood is he he fucks Liv morgan amid an orgy of his conga line on stage in front of lana and lashley (laughs) but that'll never happen in pg wwe although i'm actually really surprised that they did that cuck storyline in pg wwe
1: and then they had two Cuck storylines going on, because there was also, uh, Maria, and Mike and Else.
0: Oh, right. I forgot. And then, yeah, he's gone. <laughs> Although, didn't he, stupidly enough, like, ask for his release?
1: He did, but, uh, I don't think he got it yet. Like, he wasn't a part of, like, the Luke Harper and...
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Luke Harper, like, he he's got enough chops, like... Once his non-compete clause is done, I, I hope he'll show up on AEW. I think he could be a real force there, cause they don't have that many really big guys there.
1: Oh, he would be a great opponent for uh, Luchasaurus.
0: Yep, for Luchasaurus, for like Jake Hager, mm-hmm. all that. You know, they're they're a couple of bigger guys. Oh, especially Luchasaurus, man. That you just put that in my brain. I really want to see Luke Harper versus <laughs> Luchasaurus now. <laughs> God. Oh, actually, you know what? Here we go. Here we go. Dark tag team to go up against them, too, because Luke Harper could maybe t- tag team with, like, Darby Allin or something to go up against Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus.
1: Or, hold on, because he was also released with The Ascension. So maybe oh. Luke Harper and The Ascension come in.
0: There you go. You
1: know, fuck it. Put them in the Dark Order. That would make it better.
0: <laughs> Just a be- bit you know what? Have Luke Harper just take over the Dark Order. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, yeah. Like
1: he's like, I'm the new boss. Beat his uh, Him, him the ascension. Yeah, him the ascension. And uh, uh crap, I can't remember the skinny guy from the Asc- from uh Dark Order. Uh, Stu. Oh, Stu, Stu Grayson. Grayson. Yeah. <laughs> and then screw the evil Uno guy because uh, can't stand yeah. him.
0: Just get rid of evil Uno. Who is, so who is the guy that's in the promos for the Dark Order, where they're, like, trying to convert jobber people? The bigger
1: guy is Evil Uno, like, the guy that was, like, talking at the, giving the
0: speech, so to speak. Oh, so that's him in the promos, too? Like, that's him without the mask? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Okay, well, then he is kind of valuable for that, at least, because I feel like those promos have been good.
1: Yeah. But in the ring and stuff like that, I cannot stand it like but yeah, when you ring, have a guy a like he's garbage e- when you have evil uno in the ring and you're sitting there going like well marco Stunt's not believable and it's like yeah but at least he's fucking fast enough to like hit a few punches and kicks and stuff whereas like <laughs> evil uno i'm like yeah i believe i could take him like he yeah. might knock me out with his weight and stuff like that but i could definitely be quicker
0: yeah definitely Oh man, what did you think of, because, uh, oh man, with the whole Dark Order thing, that angle at the last episode with like, uh, them swarming and taking out everybody, uh, what, what was your thought on that whole angle? Oh my god, and did you
1: see the video, the one jobber? Throwing <laughs> Punching the punches? fucking mat?
0: <laughs> oh my god.
1: I think, I think they're really trying to get Dark Order over and I just don't know how it's gonna work. I'm not a huge fan of them, so.
0: Yeah, I, I... I feel like it would not be a bad idea for them at some point to have a a change in leadership. Because I think the concept of Dark Order is the best thing about it. The Mm. execution in the ring live is the worst part about it.
1: And there's also just too much Dark Order-ish things going on. You've got the actual Dark Order. You've got the Butcher and the Blade, which are like a similar kind of thing. Then you've got um, the Nightmare Collective,
0: And then you've so also got like, guys, like, random individual guys like Jimmy Havoc and Darby mm-hmm. Allen. Like, you've got a lot of very, like, dark-themed people. And it's like, can we come up with something else? Like? Yeah. I feel like, yeah, they just need a couple of changes, Yeah, you know, whether it be changes to their direct membership or, like, a repackaging of the gimmick for the people. Like, maybe they just get a different look to help differentiate it or something. Because I feel like at the end of the day, the, the biggest selling point, too beyond the the concept is the fact that they have so many numbers as part of their gimmick. So they don't necessarily have to be like dark as so much as they are like a a mob, like a swarming force. And like I get like the whole idea of like the creepers, whatever, like these little like nameless minions that swarm people. Like I think that's kind of cool. Especially if, if like if they don't make it like a regular thing where like all the time They just come in and they just swarm people. Like, I want people to be able to have, like, a defense against it. And hopefully this whole introduction of the angle and the way they do it is kind of like a, all right, they got the best of these people this once, even though they had the really bad couple moments of guys punching them at. Um, But then, you know, maybe the next year, like, the elite all band together to, like, kick the asses of the Dark Order. Because then you could actually kind of have, like, some cool moments of, like, each of the guys in the elite taking out, like, three or four people to like make them look even stronger I don't know if, if they did it right I think it could work yeah like the Dark Order is not a lost cause it just has a lot of problems
1: yeah it needs a lot of work
0: yeah and I think Luke Harper he should come in and fix them <laughs> uh, let's see uh, before we get into Wrestle Kingdom predictions, then were there any other things as far as like WWE, AEW, the rest of the world of wrestling that you wanted to get into? Uh, nothing that I can think of right now. All right, then let's jump right into the massive two-day event, Wrestle Kingdom fourteen, January fourth and fifth. Uh, let's see. Do you have a card pulled up? I have one written out for myself. Yes. But, okay. It is very long. <laughs> yes. It is very long. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. What am I going to start with? I am going to pick first.
1: Oh, here's a good question before we start. Yeah. Do we want to just start with day one, or do we want to pick from anything?
0: Hmm. I mean, I... What are your thoughts?
1: Well, the, the hold-up is a couple of these matches. So, mm-hmm. for example, the on night two, it's Juice Robinson versus whoever has the United States Championship from the night before. Um, the uh, loser of Okada versus Ibushi versus the loser of Naito versus Jay White. Mm-hmm. And then the winner of those two also have a Match. So there's three matches on night two that depend on night one. So I just don't know how we want to.
0: True, but like, depending on who predicts what, like, there's no way to definitively know what's going to be going into there anyway. So. True.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, true, true, true. Um, uh, so I, I don't know. I'd say, like, just let's just open it up and we can just pick whatever.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Um, yeah, so to start, I am going to go with, um, I'm gonna go with Tanahashi with a victory over Jericho, which, uh, as per the reports, are now saying, if uh, Jericho gets or if Tanahashi gets the win, then Jericho says, "I'll let you challenge for the AEW title," which oh. could uh, add a lot more intrigue to this thing, especially if they actually then let it happen. If if it's not just talk for the match, because Tanahashi said like basically, "I want to challenge you if I win," and then Jericho was like, "All right." fine, if you beat me, you can challenge me.
1: That's interesting.
0: It's very interesting. I I definitely feel like it would be a good idea for both sides. I mean, maybe I'm just selfishly, like, excited for it, but I think that would be really cool, like, having an AEW title match down the line, Tanahashi challenging. So I say Tanahashi definitely should get the win here.
1: That could definitely hype up... uh... Oh, yeah, it is listed here. If Tanahashi wins, you will receive a match for Jericho's AEW. Okay.
0: Yeah, they were talking about uh opening the forbidden door or the forbidden gate. Like, talking about, like, you know, the, between NJPW and AEW. Yeah. But, I, I mean, on another aspect, too, I really want that match to happen because if it does go well, I feel like it could speak to more potential partnership between... AW and NJPW in the future. Yeah. Which, if handled correctly, I think definitely would potentially be very helpful for both parties.
1: Yeah, because I think starting out, I don't think they were on the best of terms, so hopefully no. they're working towards something <laughs> better.
0: No, definitely uh, not uh, starting out on the best terms. But I feel like ultimately, like, if, if the wrestling minds can prevail and everybody can see that it would be best for business for them to work together then maybe they will.
1: There's that WWE Universe term.
0: Yeah. I know. I, I almost hate myself for using that. <laughs> but, all right, uh, Which match are you going to pick? Oh, I'm going to go with Naito. Uh,
1: on night one, I'm going to say Naito beats Jay White for the Intercontinental Championship.
0: I agree. And myself and everybody else would be so fucking... like If you're wrong... And Jay White beats Dino on night one I feel like everybody's well, gonna revolt so hard
1: I was gonna say, would you just say fuck it And be like, I don't care who wins the championship No, if,
0: if Ibushi is still See, alright If it be- if it comes down to Okada and Jay White On night two Then I am like, fuck it, I don't care <laughs> There's nothing Worth living in this world No, it's not. it's not like, I'm gonna commit suicide But at least as far as, like, the result of that match I no longer care because I feel like that is that is the wrong choice. Because, <laughs> like, cause like even, even if ultimately Okada or Jay White is going to win this, like, which, for the record, both bad ideas. Bad ideas. Don't do either one. But if that is for some reason the plan, Naito or Ibushi needs to be in that match. Like, there needs to be someone in that match that everybody wants to win.
1: I mean... I think Okada definitely still has his fan base, but you're right. Like, yeah,
0: I mean, between those two people will still root for Okada over Jay White, but, like, I don't think that there's almost anybody right now who really wants Okada to win this double gold dash. Like Now, it, 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 it I definitely it, think... Because it, it does nothing for him, and it shits on the Intercontinental title so hard to the point where you might as well throw it out at that point.
1: Uh... I think people do want to see Naito beat Okada though
0: oh yes I think that's what most people want although I I think actually the most optimal pairing would be Naito versus Ibushi Okada beats Jay White in the losers match and then becomes like the first challenger to double champion Naito Mm -hmm. like that's what I would do but Okada versus Naito of course would not be bad either yeah and it is like yeah yeah it'd be good okay what am I gonna pick next um I'm going to pick uh Hiromu Takahashi to take the junior title from Osprey okay uh, cause he technically never fucking lost that belt and they've been building so hard to his return. Uh, and it's been huge. Like, the people are so goddamn excited for him. And I think it, it's time, like, Jay, uh, not Jay White, geez. Uh, Will Ospreay has done enough to establish himself now as, like, a heavyweight, essentially, that he was in G1 this last year. I think that he's ready to drop the junior title and fully move on to being a heavyweight. Who can still, like, obviously do flippy things and hang with the juniors, but, like, as far as his positioning of the company... I think he's ready to transition.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, that's going to be one of the top matches of night one, so...
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be huge. Like, it's crazy, too, as far as, like, this match is so huge that, like, for the uh, the Road to Tokyo Dome shows, there's only been three. And for two of those three, like, the main event and the top angle in the main event was the Hiromu return. Like... Yeah. He was even in a match... like. The Hiromu Osprey story was even in a match where Naito and Okada were in the same match, and the primary story was Osprey Hiromu. That's how fucking big it is, dude. Like, no joke. People love Hiromu Takahashi, so this—it's time. It's time. Or is it the time bomb? Boom! All right. What do you think next?
1: I'm gonna say John Moxley. Regains his United States Championship from Lance Archer on Night One.
0: Ooh. a ballsy prediction. Because he did not lose it. That's true. Uh, Delta Airlines took it. As, as <laughs> it was so good because yeah, when he came back to challenge uh, Archer, that was part of his promo. Was saying it's like, "I never lost that title." Delta Airlines took it. <laughs> like I wanted to fly through the storm, but they wouldn't let me.
1: I didn't catch that one. That's great. So I'm, just imagine, sorry, I'm just imagine. i just like the uh, the Wikipedia listing of like title defenses. <laughs> like <laughs> winner Delta Airlines. Delta, Air- yeah, Delta Airlines has been the
0: champion for the last couple of months.
1: Or it's like Delta Airlines, and then it's whatever the name of the typhoon was.
0: Yeah, it's typhoon Higibis, I think. Yeah. Typhoon Higibis. then <laughs> W Oh my god, JPW US champion. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like you're probably right, because I think they want to get, um, I think they want to get that Moxley juice match on night two, <laughs> I think because that was originally part of the cards, and they had to, you know, uh, redirect their plans because of the whole Typhoon situation, but this is their situation to, like, get it back on track, and, uh, I don't the only thing that always makes me sad about it is because I feel like Lance Archer has done so well with this thing, and this year, I I, I want him to keep the title, but, like, I understand yeah. it's probably uh, Moxley's time to get it, and then but then I guess, hmm. but then does Moxley keep it? I don't know. This is hard. Like the whole two night thing is like thrown so many of these matches into like a hard prediction situation. But yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for that match either way. A Texas Deathmatch and NJPW should be really fun and a big change of pace for them too. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Let's see. What am I gonna go for next? Um. Ooh. All right. I'll go for Liger's retirement match. So this is on night two, against him and uh, he's against uh, Hiromu and Ryu Lee. Uh, Hiromu and Ryu Lee are definitely gonna win. Win. I can't even talk. Uh, to put Liger out on his back as he should. You know, as all good legends will. I think that'll be the end. The only question that is, you know, which one of them gets the pin? Is it, like, going to be Harobu who I assume will be the champion at the time, or Ryu Lee, who I assume will be one of his big challengers in this coming year? Yeah. Expand, wouldn't that be, like, a horrible disgrace to have, like, Liger win his fucking retirement match? <laughs> well, I could see him
1: winning night one. But definitely not Night oh, 2.
0: Oh, yeah. I think he will win Night 1. Yeah. To help build into Night 2, and then he loses Night 2. Yeah. Because Night 1 is just like the, Yay, we're having fun, it's Liger time! Well, Thunder it's all the
1: fucking legends on his team, so...
0: Yeah, that is that is a fucking star-studded match. As far as, like, old Japanese guys. Oh, no, fuck it, that's gonna be my next
1: prediction. Night <laughs> 1. Team uh, Liger defeats... Uh... Uh, who on the other team? Uh, Sano, Otani, all those guys.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, you're definitely right. Uh, this'll be, you know, the feel-good build-up Liger, one last hurrah before it's over. Uh, okay. Let's see, what am I taking after this? I'm gonna go with, um... Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go with uh, Finn Juice. I think uh, Juice Robinson and David Finley are going to win the tag titles.
1: That was going to be one of my other.
0: Over G.O.D. I feel like it's uh, it's time to get some fresh blood in the tag division and like them winning the, the cup or the, the New Japan tag league was really big step as far as like helping to legitimize them make them a big force and this would be the real clincher to make sure that they actually are you know a real force to be reckoned with and I think it would give a big uh, important out for Juice losing on Night 2 because I feel like having a uh, one night title reign for the US title would be kind of like shitty in my opinion Like, I'd rather Archer just retain against Moxley and then lose to Juice if Juice is going to get the title. Rather than, like, if Moxley and Juice is going to happen, then, like, all of a sudden Juice gets the title and then Moxley had a one-day title reign. Mm Mm-hmm. So I feel like this gives a good excuse for that match, Moxley, and Juice to happen, which everybody wants to happen, but Juice to lose because it's like, oh, well, he's got tag title stuff to worry about, so... So I'm taking Finn Juice, and leaving you with the Gorillas of Destiny, who I I don't think that they have a bad chance of winning.
1: Yeah, it's just they've been winning for so long.
0: They they need some more fresh challengers in the tag division, is the problem. They like they dominated it so thoroughly this year, and they just I don't know. I guess it's one of the things like New Japan is somewhat weaker on is their uh, tag division, so hopefully they'll build that more this year. Uh, all right, what are you taking next? Uh, I will take...
1: Uh, I'll take Zack Sabre defending his British Heavyweight Championship. I feel like that's always a good bet.
0: Okay, so you're taking ZSJ over Sonata. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like you're probably right. I feel like it'd be weird to There's have two always that Japanese guys hold the Rev Pro title in such a short period of time, because Tanahashi got it. <laughs> yeah, Tanahashi
1: got it for, like, what, a week or something like that? That's That screwed me the last time, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's the worst, too, because I was like, he won it. I was like, okay, I wonder if they're going to do something with this. And then he lost it, literally, like, the next week. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so who knows, maybe they'll do the same thing with Sonata where he just <laughs> gets it and then drops it right back to ZSJ, or maybe he'll just not win it. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it'd be a better idea for Sonata not to win it, because I feel like he's poised for potentially other things this year, and just, that's, that's Zach's belt. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I do hope that someday, if, a, you know, eventually when that title is retired, because I assume you know, eventually all titles get retired, like, They should bury it with Zach. Like, it should go into his, uh, you know, tomb or his uh, coffin. Like, wherever he's being kept. Or, like, burn it and put it with his ashes. Like, it needs to be with him. Um, Okay, let's see. So, you took the British heavyweight title. I'm going to go for... Alright, I'm gonna go for uh one of the tag matches. I think this is on night one. Yeah, this is on night one leading into the open uh, never open weight title match on night two. Chaos versus bullet club. I am gonna go for chaos. Okay. Getting that win over Bullet Club. because yeah, I see Wait, it's like Did you say <laughs> night did you say night two? On night one. This so this is oh, the lead okay. in for the night two they have the uh Never open weight match between Kenta and Godo. But this is just on night one they're having a tag match with those guys.
1: Okay, because on night two they also have Bullet Club versus
0: Rapungi 3K. Oh, okay, yeah, that's the yeah, the junior tag yeah. match. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just talking about regular tag with technically nothing on the stakes. Or no stakes technically, but like it's still on the card. Yeah. Yeah. Other than momentum, I guess. Alright, what are you taking next?
1: Uh Uh Did we predict Lewis and Gobernables from night one yet?
0: Uh versus no. L I. J. versus Suzuki gun
1: Yes, yeah, so I'll take L. I. J. over Suzuki Goon.
0: Smart. Get, uh, get Sonata some momentum before he loses to ZSJ.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm thinking, basically. He'll get his win on this night, but then lose the next night. And then the opposite for <laughs> Zach.
0: Right, yep. Part of the losing effort in the tag team match, but then pulls it out in the title match.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Alright, so then next, I'm going to go for... Uh... Um god damn it I you know what? I this is the thing I love about New Japan is it so many of the matches are built up in a way that like you could really conceivably see a lot of like both parties winning Um uh, Ooh all right you know what I'm going to go a little bit cheese I'm going to go for something a little easier I'm going to go for on day 1 one of the uh, pre-show matches we've got uh Great Bash Heel teaming up with two of the Young Lions Yodosuji and Uemura versus Toa Henare and three young lions. So two young lions versus three young lions, (laughs) two young lions wins. Great, great (laughs) they win. Less new guys. Yep. Less new guys. And great bat is like, you know, you got Togi Makabe on there. So at least he's kind of important. Mm -hmm. Whereas Toa Hinare, even though he's not a young lion, he's still like very low on the totem pole. But maybe this will be like Henari's big coming out party. Maybe he'll get a big like pin over Togi Makabe. That'd be cool. All right. What are you taking? All right. Put a link down to the last couple matches.
1: This is where it starts getting tricky. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Did we predict Kenta versus Goto yet? Not yet, nope. Okay, I'll say Kenta defends and Mm. retains his. Never open weight.
0: Yeah, that one's really hard to predict because of the Shibata wild card. Because on its own, I feel like it would definitely be straight out the smarter idea for Kenta just to retain. Because I feel like he's been a really solid heal like the Japanese crowd fucking hates him and it's so good but then at the same time like it could be a really great feel good moment if Shibata helps Goto win so I feel like it's all about Shibata he's the wild card but I I feel like I'm kind of inclined to say that you should be right I feel like in most situations Kenta should win this because I feel like his heel work has been too good to sacrifice it necessarily to Goto at this moment um, let's see. I'm also gonna go for then I'm gonna say that uh the United States champion on night two is going to beat Juice Finley or juice Mo- yeah, Juice Robinson. Juice. I can't I'm mixing our race names together. Juice Finley, Juice Moxley, Juice. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to say U.S. champion, whether that's um, Archer or Moxley, I think they're going to retain over Juice. So Mm, then Juice gets something more to chase for, but then also... Because I feel like if if Juice has the U.S. title, then it's going to, like, almost going to... Like, if he has the tag titles, then it's like, ah, who fucking cares about him? Gotcha. And I feel like they want to get away from G.O.D., at the like cause I feel like adding thin juice into the tag title scene would be too valuable. And Juice Moxley, or i about to call him Juice Moxley again. Juice Robinson is already such a staple in the United States title that I think you could let a couple other people kind of get involved in there a little bit, and he can always just come right back around and challenge for that thing anytime. Like, I don't think you need to stick too tightly to him right now. So I hope I hope they'll go for that direction too, but we'll see. I I definitely could see myself being wrong on that one. Like I could see them giving it the juice, especially because if, if they if he doesn't win the tag titles, then I think he probably is winning the U.S. title. That's the biggest problem with my prediction. Is that it relies too much on him winning the tag titles? Mm-hmm. But all right, what are you going to go for? okay which ones do we have left we have according to my notes we have on the pre-show for night one there's 10 cozy versus nakanishi and nagata so this is like two legend teams just fighting each other mm. uh there's the on day two the never six man tag like gauntlet yeah. kind of situation which is like a whole bunch of people uh we have the junior tag title match between bullet club and Rapongi 3k we have Ibushi versus Okada for IWGP on night one. And then we have the losers match and the double title match.
1: Okay. All right, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to say night one, Ibushi defeats
0: Okada. Ooh. Okay. That's interesting because you, uh, you seemed very confident that Okada was probably going to be getting through night one, it seemed like.
1: Uh, I thought I was like... People are interested in that, but I think that would be the bigger shock. So that's what I'm going for.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to take this before you potentially take it next. I'm going to go double title match. Naito wins it all, baby. He's got to. Like. He's got to. If they if they fucking pull the rug out from Naito again. Oh my god. That's that's going to be rough. Yeah, it, it it has to be Naito. I mean, I would... Personally, for me, I would actually still be fine with Ibushi winning, but from like a what-the-fuck-are-you-doing-company standpoint, I feel like it's got to be Naito <laughs> for the double title match. I don't know who you're taking. You've, technically, you've got three choices here. You can take Ibushi, White, or Okada. Because any of them could technically make it to this match.
1: Um, okay, with Okada.
0: Oh, really? Oh, you just want to watch the world burn, don't you? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh my god. I'm a heel. True, that's a real hashtag heel moment right there. Picking, picking Okada in the double title match. <laughs> Oh, my god are you are you even gonna feel good about yourself if you win the title and it's because of that prediction? Or will you what feel ashamed? That? I was saying, will you will you even feel good about yourself if you win the title and it's all because of that prediction? Yeah, because I still got the title. <laughs> oh, I love you, Joe. Such a heel. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't care how I won I won. <laughs> yeah, a win is a win is a win. Uh, okay. So. Let's see. So, the other thing I want to say about this, too, that I really <laughs> love and could be um very intrigued about with this situation is, like, so if Ibushi wins on night one and then loses on night two, then he's going to be the guy who had the one-day title reign. And I think as far as, like, Ibushi's growth, I think having him have, like, a big tragedy that he has to endure either to overcome as a babyface or to have him, like, snap and become a heel, I think either way, that could actually be really good for Ibushi's character. Yeah. Like, just to give him something a little bit more to deal with. Um, But, anyway, yes. So, let's see. Junior title match. Yes, I'll go for that. I'm going to go for... Uh, fuck. I'm gonna go for Rapongi 3K over Bullet Club. I don't know right. why exactly. I feel like I, I I could really legitimately just see this going either way. I'm kind of coin flipping in my head. Yeah, I don't think it's. I think it could go either way. So I agree on that one but I, the only thing that's sticking out to me is uh, maybe this is the thing is because um, after Roppongi 3K won uh, the Super Junior Tag League basically to like challenge them mm-hmm. uh, like Bullet Club stole the trophies so this could be like you know not only them getting the trophies back but then beating them to get the real trophy which is the title as kind of like a full comeuppance since that's been part of the story but mm-hmm. uh, other than that I've got really no idea because I just I'm trying to figure out like what their next challenger is going to be yeah okay. yeah all right so we got three more matches we got Cozy uh, versus Nakanishi and Nagata we got the never open six man tag crazy nonsense and yeah, for this the match
1: the never open weight I'm going to go with the most violent players
0: so, like, a just pretension? because? Yes. Wow. Okay. That would be really interesting. Hmm. Okay. Um. What am I gonna pick? Let's see. Ball Club, Suzuki Gun. Who's in for Eli? J. Shingo and Bushi. Um uh, No, not them. You know what? Let's go for um I think maybe Taichi, Desperado, and Kanemaru. Let's go for Suzuki Gun. These people need something on this because like at this point the only their biggest win potentially is like Zack Sabre Jr. keeping his title and uh maybe Archer keeping his title, but I feel like Archer's odds are not good. Zack is okay, but suzuki Good needs something. These poor bastards. Because <laughs> <laughs> poor Suzuki doesn't even have, like, a proper match on this uh, card, even though, like, I know myself and a lot of other people definitely would love to see Suzuki versus Shingo. I think that's been mm. building for a little while. So, yeah, I'll go with suzuki gun I guess. Uh, all right, so we got two matches left. Um. I'm going to go ahead and pick uh, I think I'll pick Ten cozy over uh, Nakanishi and Nagata just because they're more established as a tag team between each other mm-hmm. uh, and because they were like part of like I think they were in Wrestle Kingdom 1 as part of like the tag team main event if I'm remembering my history correctly
1: okay so all that's left is the losers match now right Yep, the losers match. Now, how are we do we
0: have to go by what we've predicted before, or no? I I mean, both of us technically I think would have uh, four options. Well, yeah. one of us will have four, and the other one have three.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to say Okada wins this.
0: Okay. Okay. So you think Okada wins this, and so you're assuming this will probably be like Okada versus Jay White, then probably. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. So if I can't pick Okada, then... Naito better not even be in this match. So I'm not even going to pick him. So <laughs> <laughs> it comes down to Ibushi or Jay White. And that even could be the match. Um, I'm going to go Jay White then, I guess. Either Because he could either continue to fuck with Okada or he could um, make the downward spiral of Ibushi even worse. So I'll, I'll go with Jay White. he's been starting to also trying to like plant some sort of things where he's like trying to convince Ibushi to like join Bullet Club but like whether that's real or if he's just kind of fucking with him you know who knows but yeah all right there we go our predictions are in that was a crazy amount of predictions that is a crazy amount of (laughs) predictions well I was like yeah it's two nights of predictions yeah it's two like two full pay-per-views okay Wrestle Kingdom 14 is in the books all
1: right, January and so we sh- we should be catching up in next week, and going over this whole card.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, and uh, all whatever's gonna happen New Year's Dash because that'll you'd know, always big like throw up uh, everything into chaos as far as like the next year and set up storylines. So I can uh, New Year's Dash that's taking place on the sixth. It's the very next
1: okay. day. Oh my god. <laughs> I was say, isn't there usually like a day or
0: two in between? It's it's usually the day right after Wrestle Kingdom. But you know, Wrestle Kingdom's usually just one day. So Yeah. Oh man, this is this is my Christmas. I'm so excited for January fourth, fifth and sixth. <laughs> so I hope the rest of you are just as excited as I am. Although I'm sure you're not, because I mean, frankly, I'm way excited about this. Hell, even Joe isn't as excited as me for Wrestle Kingdom. That is correct. <laughs> All, right. Uh, All right. Joe, are you, is your big thing you're looking forward to then the Royal Rumble? Yes, that is always yeah. that
1: is always in my heart as yeah. uh, my favorite pay-per-view of the year.
0: Well, it's such a fun pay-per-view. It's like such a good gimmick.
1: Yeah. even Even like the worst Royal Rumbles like have their moments, so.
0: Yeah, definitely true. And hopefully this year one of those moments will be John Morrison coming back out and doing some crazy shit to avoid elimination. Mm, that's probably going to be when he debuts, isn't it? That's, that's what I'm thinking at this point. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Everybody keep watching uh, all the good wrestling that brings you joy and cut out all the shitty wrestling that just drives you crazy.
1: Yeah, have that be your New Year's resolution.
0: Yes, there you go. That's every wrestling fan's New Year's resolution. Watch wrestling that you want to watch. (laughs) Yeah. Until then, see you next time. Peace out, everybody.